Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, December 6th. We have made it to Wednesday. It feels like it should be Friday. I do have the kids have a short week this week and I'm so grateful for it. So they don't have school tomorrow or Friday for parent-teacher conferences. And the reason why I'm so happy about that is because I know I'm going out tonight to the Hollywood House Lift premiere party and I just have some weird feeling. I don't know. Call me crazy. Some weird feeling that I'll feel tired tomorrow morning and not feel like waking up at six and, and you know, getting their lunches and doing the whole shebang. So I'm excited to uh, go out tonight. I'm going to be sharing all of that, of course, tomorrow on the show. Plus, I have a very special interview scheduled for tomorrow with Michael Beck. Michael Beck is uh, the showrunner and executive producer of Hollywood House Lift um, for this season, too. So I already did the interview this morning just because of schedules, but we're going to put it on for tomorrow. You're going to love it so much because we talk about all kinds of things, reality TV. He's worked on so many different shows. Name a Real Housewives, basically, he's worked on it. He's worked on Southern Charm, Married to Med. Oh, he told me to watch Married to Med. You guys are not the only ones that are telling me to watch this. And then, of course, we really get into uh, Jeff Lewis and the antics of Jeff Lewis and how that all works behind the scenes. So it will be really, really a fun interview. Plus, I'll, t- I'll go live tomorrow as well, talking about all kinds of things. Um, Welcome. Welcome to all the new subscribers. I appreciate you guys. We've hit 13.7 thousand subscribers on YouTube, which is always fun. And then, you know, my um, my audio listens are just growing all the time. I'm so appreciative of the dosers out there that have been through the journey with me. We're almost, in fact, today, today is my 11 month anniversary of doing Daily Dose. So December 6th. So, um, it's been under a year, and I just think it's really cool to uh, celebrate those fun things, those fun wins, and share the journey with you guys, which is really something I try to do on this show. I really do through, you know, not only the the ver- the show, Daily Dose, but then through Facebook, through Patreon, through the Instagram, um, the Instagram, the gram. Um, it's really nice to be able to take you through the journey because as you guys know, I'm a fan. I'm just a fan of all these shows. That's why I started talking about it. Obviously, I used to be a casting director, so I'm in the industry somewhat. And and you guys know that Lance, my husband, is also. But as like a podcaster, I'm not friends with all these reality stars. I'm not in on it. I just like to watch it and talk about it. So it's actually really, really fun to just kind of go through that process. And I appreciate all of you guys that go through it with me. I also want to shout out the first sponsor of today's episode. Daily Dose of Donna is sponsored by Kitsch. You guys know that hair care is the new skincare. It's so true. The amount of times I get conversations or comments about hair. Oh, your hair looks good. Oh, your hair should do this. You should do this with hair. There is one brand that has taken the hair care to the next level with a cult-like following. Kitsch has created game-changing essentials. Beauty enthusiasts swear by from satin pillowcases to time-saving towels. Kitsch knows hair care doesn't stop in the shower. Now, yesterday, you guys, I told you 
that if you have somewhat thin hair, I said that I wanted to try those heatless satin curlers, but I'm worried that they wouldn't hold. But on my Facebook group, one of you said, I have thin hair and I use those curlers all the time and they totally hold and you can sleep well with them. So I definitely feel like I'm going to try it. Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. I love that it's a female-founded company. It started by selling hair ties door-to-door. So like talk about growth of a company. Really cool. Literally just a hustle and a dream. It's self-funded. And now it's carried in over 20,000 retail locations. Right now, uh, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash Donna. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch. That's K-I-T. S-C-H.com slash Donna. Donna is D-A-N-A. One more time, mykitch.com slash Donna for 30% of your order. So thank you, Kitch, for supporting and sponsoring Daily Dose of Donna. I appreciate it. Uh, let's get into some of the things. You know I'm going to talk about Dancing with the Stars. You know I'm going to talk about Real Houses of Salt Lake City. But first, let's just mention, I thought it was such an interesting article. Um, I am not like you guys, we've talked about Taylor Swift on this show, but I'm not a Swifty. Like I don't know all the things. However, I went to her era show back in August and I thought it was phenomenal and I love her music and my son is a huge Swifty. So I'm Swifty adjacent. I would like to say I do find all the Taylor Swift stuff that comes out in the media, like very interesting. For example, I do like following her relationship with Travis. I find it very cute, very sweet. But what I thought was really, really kind of uh, interesting was her. She was um, named Time Magazine Person of the Year by like no shock whatsoever. I mean, who here would think that she wouldn't be time person of the year. Like who could be time person of the year? Maybe Ariana, I swear. Who else? But Taylor Swift, she breaks silence on so much. She talks about, of course, her relationship with Travis Kelsey. The best, like the most kind of thing about it is that she is laughing at the idea that she would hard launch her relationship in public. Remember, she showed up at one of his Kansas City Chiefs games a few months ago, probably a few months ago now, maybe last month, two months ago. I don't know. Um, Everyone was freaking out because it was the first time that we had seen them like actually acknowledge the fact that maybe they're hooking up or dating. And so I think people were losing their marbles over it. But she was like, I would be an idiot to hard launch a relationship that way publicly. He famously tried to get her phone number or give him give her his phone number at his show at her show in July. And then um, he's talked about her on his show, on his New Heights podcast with his brother, and she thought it was really cool. And then, of course, the powers that be started to kind of get them together. My guess is they've been like kind of hooking up since July, August. It's not like they've been together forever, but they were hooking up for a solid, a solid amount of time. Um, she talks about the fact that like, you know, they're hanging out, they they are getting to know each other. Obviously, I think that it's working kind of well. Um, she says, when you say a relationship is public, that means I'm going to see him do what he loves. We're showing up for each other. Other people are there and we don't care. The opposite of that is that you have to go to an extreme amount of effort to make sure no one knows you're seeing someone and we're just proud of each other. I think it's very cute. She says that she's been missing out on football her entire life. She thinks it's an awesome sport. And here's the truth. If I was dating Travis Kelsey, I would also 
think football was an awesome sport. I mean, football's fun to watch. Anyway, she also talked about Kim Kardashian, which if you guys don't remember, the whole Kim Kardashian thing with Kanye. When Kim was with Kanye, remember when Kanye, my God, the famous VMA performance, I think it was 2009, when um, Taylor was winning her award and she was just about to announce like, or give her a speech. And then Kanye, you know, came up there. I'm, I'm gonna let her finish. I'm gonna let her. I can't stand him. Um, and she, you know, he was like, this award actually belongs to Beyonce, like horrible, horrible moment. If you watch any of Taylor's documentaries, like I think it's in Miss Americana. It's so good. And they really go back and talk about all that. And, um, I can't imagine how horrifyingly like humiliating that experience probably was. Um, she basically in this article, she slams Kim Kardashian. She says the, that Kim took her down psychologically and forced her into hiding after lying that she'd allowed Kanye West to write vulgar lyrics about her. Just to kind of give you guys a little bit of the background, um, in 2016, Kanye wrote a song and Kim was with him at the time, to include vulgar lyrics about about Taylor. He claimed Taylor had consented to the reference, but after denying it, Kim also weighed in and released what the pop star, Taylor, described as an illegally recorded phone call be between the pair, which she claimed proved otherwise. Taylor now says that the public fallout said it felt like a career death, adding, make no mistake, my career was taken away from me. Um... She said it was like, it took a brutal toll on her well-being. You have a fully manufactured frame job and an illegally recorded phone call, which Kim Kardashian edited and then put out to say to everyone that I was a liar. That took me down to a place I've never been before. I moved to a foreign country. I didn't leave a rental house for a year. I was afraid to get on phone calls. At that time, she was dating, remember, Joe Alwyn, her ex. He's British, and so it's widely rumored that she had rented a home in London to spend more time with him. She basically vanished from the public eye in that time um, because of the Kardashian and Kanye West fallout. She pushed away more people in her life because she didn't trust anyone anymore. Um, and that's when she came out with Reputation, which was kind of her way to come back. And it was aimed at her experience over that. Why are we forgetting that Kim Kardashian was responsible for this? I'm sorry. No offense to Kim, because I actually, I really don't mind her, to be honest. But like, why did she marry Kanye West? Like, I feel like giving Kanye that platform, I know Kanye was already so famous, but like, I feel like that took them both to a, such a new level. I am so grossed out by him. I've never actually disliked, I think, a, a public figure more than I do him, obviously, for a variety of reasons. There's so many reasons, right? But um, disgusting, just a disgusting human being. I'm really like over him. Not a fan. Um I guess I feel worse for Kim now that she has to deal with him as an ex. I couldn't imagine. Can you imagine dealing with freaking him as your baby daddy? And I have a lot of friends that go to school with uh, that family. So I hear some stuff. Okay. Anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting story. And before we're going to get into daily, a daily dose, before we're going to get into Dancing with the Stars, I do want to shout out my second sponsor for today's episode because you know how much I love this baby. This is the Blue Mean Face Pro Plus. This is a tool that you guys need to buy for your Christmas stockings, for your wives, your husband. Yeah, your husbands, your daughters, um, or just buy it for yourself, honestly, because it's so good. Remember, there's a few different... Um, 
colors. I like the red light because I'm a big fan of red light therapy. And what you do is you kind of just like like pull it across your face. Do you hear that vibration? I love it because it really, really works to help penetrate the serums. I always love saying penetrate on the show. It's really um, good about like puffiness. Last night, I did not sleep well because I was like, I think, why didn't I sleep well last night? Oh, because Lance went out to the Dancing with the Stars party and I was like stressed out until he got home because I always get nervous when he goes out and then, you know, comes home late. Like I always, I hear everything, you know, those feelings. Anyway, it thins your face. It tightens. It decreases puffiness from all of the salt that I eat every day. It tones your jawline. It reduces your double chin, like reduce, baby, reduce. Anyway, I really, really love it. It's so, uh, it feels so good. And I use it when I watch TV at night and I use it just sitting here at my computer a lot. I love it. So you can get $70 off for the first hundred people. That's basically half off almost because it's normally 150. So with my link, which is blooming.com slash daily dose Donna, that's D-A-N-A, it's $70 off. Plus you'll get a free ebook and it's only for the first hundred people. It does sell out. It always will. So make sure to get your Blooming Face Pro Plus. Thank you, y'all. Okay, we are going to now move on to Dancing with the Stars. Da-na-na-na-na. No, that's not Dancing with the Stars. That's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> Is that Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> you guys. I have never gotten so many DMs as I did last night when I posted all my pictures from Dancing with the Stars. O-M-F-G. I want to show you the pictures on here on the screen, but I'm nervous that I'm going to um, mess it up somehow because I never, when I do the, um, let me see really fast. When I do the, uh, when I do the podcast, I never like show things on the screen, but I kind of want to try. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, let me see if I can kind of play around with that while I talk to you guys. So I went to, we all, we've talked about this. This is my third time at Dancing with the Stars this season. It was, you know, as someone that's never been to a live taping of Dancing with the Stars, even though Lance has worked on it for, I don't know. I mean, maybe eight seasons now, seven seasons. He's worked on it for a bunch of time, but I've never been on, uh, been to a live taping. And so I was really excited to go yesterday, uh, for the finale because I thought, uh, if, if I'm, I went to the opening night, which was really cool because all the celebrities or all the dancers and their stars or whatever were there. And then secondly, um, I went halfway. No, I went to Taylor Swift night with my kids, my boys, because they were obsessed. And that night was kind of fun. But I was up in the in the stands because I was with my kids. I wasn't like as in it. But last night I went for the finale. And what was really cool is that I met up with Lance um, before people started entering into the studio. And he walked me around backstage, which is how I was able to meet so many of them. So yes, the, the show was three hours long. Also, by the way, we should say it's going to be a spoiler alert. We will find out who's who won dancing with the stars by the end of this, um, of this show. So don't, please don't, uh, you know, panic over that, but I'm, I have to like, you know, I have to share. Okay. Let me see. 
if I can get it. Oh, I think I can show my photos here. Okay, so we're gonna just try. So right before I went to, right before I went into the show, like into the studio at CBS, um, I saw Jennifer Love Hewitt, which I thought was kind of cool. Cause like I grew up watching Kids Incorporated. I don't know if you guys know Kids Incorporated, but like that was Disney after school TV when I was growing up. It was Kids Incorporated at five, Mickey Mouse Club at 530. So Jennifer Love Hewitt was, I think they called her Love on that show. And then right after that, um, right after that, they, uh, I saw her, I saw a bunch of different, like, um, you know, like reality adjacent people. So I saw some bachelors. I saw Gabby, Wendy and her, I don't know if it's her, just her girlfriend. I'm not really sure. I don't, I'm not a huge bachelor nation person. I'm a golden bachelor nation person. So just, just you wait. And then second, I saw, um, Hannah Brown, also a bachelorette. They were there, of course, supporting Miss um, Charity Lawson from The Bachelorette. You know, there is an ABC connection here. And so when I tell you, as we were walking in past the line, the VIP line where I was supposed to get into, but then I was walking into, when I tell you how I panicked, screamed, and freaked out when I saw this woman. Let's see if we can see it. Can you see this? Y'all, this was not a joke. I saw Leslie from the Golden Bachelor runner-up, Leslie Fema, in line to go into the show. And when I tell you, I screamed. I felt like I had seen my, like, my best friend. Because I spent so much energy watching The Golden Bachelor this season that I like didn't know how to handle myself. I was so excited. Number one, she's absolutely adorable. Okay. Beautiful. Tiny. Look, we're the same height and I'm five feet. And I had like, just like probably an inch boot on. I'm sure she had heels too. She was so freaking cute. So sweet. She was with another woman. I straight up said, Leslie, I think you dodged a bullet. I said, Leslie, I think you dodged a bullet. And then I, um, I, uh, I'll try to make this bigger. I don't know how to like do it without, I'll try to figure something out. Um, and then I, uh, I said, I appreciated you so much for wearing your Jewish star. As you guys know, I'm Jewish and being Jewish, um, right now is like one of those things that feels scary to say out loud, uh, for a variety of reasons. I don't need to go into it here, but Google it. And she was wearing her Jewish star throughout the entire shooting of the show, which was in August, but he wore it to the live show, which was last week. And to do that in December, or I guess no end of November, November 30th, in this current climate was such a big deal that her girlfriend that she was with her friend was like, yeah, I mean, it was a crazy big deal for her to do this now and not, you know, not have to worry. Like she didn't, she made a choice to continue to wear it. I thought that was so wonderful, so beautiful. Um, I told her I loved her brother, Stuart. She was so sweet. We really had a nice, um, a nice conversation and I told her I have a podcast, Daily Dose of Donna. I was like, you got to watch my show because I talk about Gary. Hello, Gary. Hi, I love Teresa and her wallet. 
Have you guys seen all this stuff about Gary talking? I mean, I talked about it a little bit earlier in the week about his interview with Katie Couric, but like then he was also interviewed by someone else. I can't remember if it was Variety or whatever, but like such a politician answer, just just not not feeling it whatsoever. I am finding um, him, well, we'll have to see. Anyway, here's my take. Here's my thought. I have no insider information, but here's what I'm thinking. When I saw her, number one, I asked her to be on my show and she said that she can't yet because they have some sort of a contract. And I know that from Susan as well. Susan is the Kris Jenner lookalike. But she said, well, okay, so she was there. Now, I thought to myself, if anyone from The Bachelor is going to be here tonight, it's going to be Gary and Teresa, right? Why wouldn't they put the golden bachelor and his new wife or fiance here? Because this is like, it gets so much, I don't know these props. It gets so much um, attention and it's so much like, you know, whatever. Um, I think Miss Leslie Fema is going to be the golden bachelorette. Why would she be there? Why would she be invited to sit in the front row of Dancing with the Stars? Unless, just think about it. Now, remember the first time I was there on the first day on the opening of Dancing with the Stars, they did have golden bachelors that sat right in front of us at that round table where Lisa Vanderpump was last night. I didn't know they were golden bachelorettes or golden bachelor contestants because the show hadn't started yet. Had I known, I would have jumped towards Susan and Kathy and given them a hug. I think it was Susan and Kathy. I think Susan and Kathy are on the press train, those two. It's like they're the new Luann and Sonia. That's the one that looks like Kris Jenner and, um, well, you guys know. Anyway, I think Leslie, I really hope Leslie is the new golden bachelorette. She's so pretty. She's so cute. She's got a great personality. She seemed great on the show. She's cool. I told her, oh, I told her about how there was an article that said, um, I think it was like on Slate or something that basically said like, Leslie is so cool. She's dated all these cool people, including Prince. What is she doing with this dork? (laughs) I told her that she was dying of laughter. Like we had a fun time. Anyway, she said it's been three months and she's feeling better and whatever. And, you know. Um, so then we go inside and I go to, um, oh, I go to the bathroom. I had to go to the bathroom and let me see if I can do this. Hold on. Let me see if I'm able to pull this up without like that whole photo thing. But, um, we go to the bathroom and right as I'm walking out of the bathroom, Lance is there. Cause he was the reason I was backstage, obviously. And he's like, do you want to, um, Oh, oh, what I can't. He's like, do you want to go hang? No, just kidding. He's like, um, did you see? Because as I was walking out of the bathroom, Ariana and Allison were coming in. And also, by the way, Charity was in the bathroom before I went in. So like we, we, I was with like, I, they must've had a break because it was a, a bunch of the dancers, like Riley was in there. A bunch of the girls were just probably coming off stage to do some stuff, maybe a little rehearsal. And then they were just going to the bathroom before they went back to their, their rooms or whatever. Um, so I was like, he's like, just wait out here. Let's, let's meet them. So I, they come out of the room. Okay, good. You guys can see this. They come out of the bathroom and Lance is like, Hey girls, this is my wife, Donna. And they were so, so cute. Okay. Allison and Ariana, they're in their robes because they had these harnesses on, which you saw on the show when they went up on their globes. They were so 
beautiful and sweet. And when I tell you, and I asked Lance this, I was like, are they always this nice? Like, is everyone really nice? He's like, Donna, everyone is nice on this season. And I don't think it's been like that every season, but this season he was like, everyone is so incredibly kind. Um, Allison Hannigan is one of the nicest people I've ever seen. Like, she's just so nice. I saw her so many times just like walking through hallways. And every time she's like, hi, hi. She's exactly what you would imagine. Like, exactly. And Ariana was also so incredibly kind. So then we went backstage um, where it's kind of like where they shoot all of the, yesterday they shot a lot over there. It's weird. It's like there's this, it's kind of like an area backstage where they have makeup and hair chairs. So it's maybe like where you do quick changes and then they do a little like touch up of your hair and makeup before you run onto stage. Cause it's not, you know, you can't go all the way to your trailer every time. So, oh, before we did that, we went upstairs cause I, I wanted to see where Lance works and Lance, um, you know, the majority of what Lance does on the show is he shoots the interviews. So if you ever see an interview where they're in front of like a, a brick wall, um, he interviews the contestants, he interviews the dancers, he interviews the judges. And he also does a lot of like rehearsal footage. So he's always shooting for the following week. And so he took me um, upstairs to see that room. And then we did like a little uh, bit of a green screen. I wonder if you can um, share video on here. But we did like a little bit of a green screen um, thing, which was fun. And uh, let me see. He had me set up in the, in the, uh, you know, what's it called? In the chair, you know, just to see that. So you can see like all the lighting. He works with the coolest guys. The people at Dancing with the Stars are all so kind, so sweet. Like everyone that I met was so, they're just lovely. I don't know if this is something that you don't actually see in like real life. I've worked on a bunch of different productions over the years, but Dancing with the Stars really, truly feels like a happy set. And there's 500 people that work on that set or like on that show. So I do believe that there's just so many um, personalities, but everyone was just hugging and lovely. And the pages are amazing. And the audience coordinator, Debbie, is wonderful. And um, all the people that Lance introduced me, all his camera crew and the sound guys, like they were just so lovely and so so fun and just so nice. Really, really good people. Um, and then when we went downstairs and we went into that kind of like backstage area, that's when I was just like, now you have to understand you guys, I've been talking about these people for months, right? Obviously I've been talking about Ariana since Scandival like crazy. And I've been talking about Mauricio absolutely like insane in the last few months, right? Like for me to see them all in one area with their when they're fully made up with makeup, hair, dresses, outfits, like I was, I I just was like, I don't want to ever leave this area. You guys, I'm telling you, I'm one of you. Like I'm just a fan. So I was like this. Like I just wanted to watch. And it's all the friends and family, it's agents, it's managers, probably it's hair, makeup, it's producers. Everyone's just hanging out backstage there. We're about like an hour before the live show. And then I see Mauricio and I'm like, Lance, (laughs) Lance, go see her on a Mauricio. And he was like, okay, okay. So he takes me over there and I go, Mauricio. Mauricio, hi, I'm Donna. I'm Lance's wife. And he's like, hi, yes, yes, hi. Guys, I saw teeth. That's <laughs> I saw a lot of teeth. Now, I'm going to tell you this one thing. 
I saw some stuff that I do want to talk about, but I will save, I have to save some of my kind of like insider stuff from my Patreon just because this is why people, you know, pay for subscriptions to get extra stuff. So I'm going to save a little bit of the things for over there. But Mauricio, here's the shocking thing I found about Mauricio. He's not as tall as I thought he was. Now I'm five foot, like I said, let me pull up the picture so you guys can actually see it. Um, I'm five foot and I was in, you know, I mean, I guess he, now that I think about it, he didn't feel tall, but now that I look at the picture, I'm like, actually, maybe he was tall, but he, um, how tall would you say he looks in this picture? Say probably like, he's probably six feet, right? Okay. So look, it's really hard not to recognize, oh, whoops. It's really hard not to recognize the, how do I move it? <laughs> the teeth, okay? These teeth with his spray tan, with his makeup, man, they are there. They are there. Now, I was very excited to see him. I, then I got nervous because I was like, what if he's seen the show? What if he's seen the absolutely? What if he knows what I say on the show. Well, Ariana, when I saw her by the bathroom, she was like, I know you. I remember seeing you online. So like, I do think it would be insane for me to think that these celebrities are not, can I do it like that? What's better? That these celebrities are not um, watching themselves on social. Like a hundred percent, they are looking at, themselves on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, like to see what's coming up. Don't you think it would be really hard for me to believe that they're not seeing like, what are people saying about me? Right. Anyway, he was very sweet, very, very friendly. We have mutual friends. So we talked about that. Um, we mentioned a bunch of their names to him. He was really nice. In fact, one of my neighbors is his cousin. So we did connect a little bit. Very, very cool. Lauren says, according to the website or the interwebs, I love it. Um, he's five foot nine. Interesting. Maybe he was wearing some lifts. Anyway, maybe he's on his tippy toes in this picture. Can you imagine? <laughs> so, um, so we had a really good time chatting for a little bit. Then uh, we went over to the next kind of like area. We were chatting with some people that worked on the show. Lots of people came up to Lance and said, oh my gosh, um, you know, what a great season. Thank you so much. So good to see you. Then I got to meet the lovely Jason Mraz. Now you guys, Jason Mraz is an incredibly popular guy in this, in this, um, arena. You guys love Jason Mraz. So I went to him. He was so sweet. He was like, I'm really nervous. He goes, I feel anxious. I feel nervous, but whoops. But, um, but I said, you're going to do great. You've always done great. And then he said, thank you so much. I said, but I have to tell you something. I have one doser, daily dose of Donna, audience member, who's on my Facebook group, who constantly is talking about you. And he's like, wait, what? And I said, yeah. And she lives in Australia and her name is Sharna and she is obsessed with you. And I really would love if you could do me a solid and um, say hi to her. And he recorded a video for Sharna 
which was so sweet that said like, thank you so much for your support. Guys, Jason Mraz was so kind. No one wasn't kind. Everyone was nice. Everyone. So I got to hang out with him and I sent that, of course, to Sharna and then um, Harry Jowsey, who was in the middle of a conversation. I'll share more of that another time, but he was in the middle of a conversation, um, a big conversation. But we finally got his attention because I was like, I'm here. Like, I'm getting pictures with whoever I see, Lance. He's like, okay, calm down. I'm like, no, you don't understand. So here's Harry. Now, Harry is tall. Harry, I want to say, is like, we're going 6'5", right? 6'4". Anyway, very good looking, very cute, has an accent. He called Lance a naughty boy. I don't know what that means. He's like, oh, you're a naughty boy. And Lance is like, no, you're a naughty boy. I'm like, is there something that I should know being the wife of, of this naughty boy? Anyway, behind here is Riley's family. I sat next to, Riley is, was his dance partner. I sat next to Riley's family at the premiere of the show. And so I met her dad and her mom. And then she had a sister, Whitney, who was on the show last season. And they were so sweet. They were so um, cute and so nice. So when I saw the mom, she was like, I remember you. We just chatted. I loved it. Andrew says, I want in on that Harry and Lance action. And don't we all, don't we all want some getting in on at least the Harry action? I want on the Lance action, but you know, Um, luckily I I'm, I'm married to it. And then the final one that I took a picture with right there, and this was really such a, a, a full circle moment just because, um, I don't know, it's just so crazy. Like, when I tell you Scandival really propelled this show. It did. It really propelled the show, and it made, it made um, you know, it made, I would say it made, Daily Dose of Donna become a little bit more of a household like name for a lot of you guys. A lot of you found me during Scandival. So when I see Ariana, I was like, I just have to let you know, I think that you are just absolutely phenomenal. And she really is. She is so gorgeous. She is so beautiful. She is so cute, so kind, so friendly. And remember, she came out yesterday with her book, cocktail. Is it called single AF or cocktails? I don't know. It's like a cocktail book, another book where she talks a little bit about her relationship. I have not purchased it. And then she also was just announced today and it's crazy. It is so crazy to think about what her life is because she was there last night and they had an after party after. I don't know if she went or not. I doubt she went actually now talking to like just seeing the fact that she was on Kelly and Mark today or Kelly and yeah, Kelly and Mark today announcing that she was going to do Chicago. She's going to be Roxy Hart in January on Broadway in Chicago. And she should, you know, honestly, she's such an, a phenomenal performer. She's so gorgeous. She's so just like amazing to watch that hair. Whoever does their hair on the show is like a dreamboat. It's just so mermaid. Like actually all of those women, they just have this gorgeous, of course, a lot of it is, is probably you know, fake hair, but it was so fun just to, just to chat with her and just be like, you don't understand. Like we've been watching your journey and you've been doing amazing. And we didn't even know about the Chicago thing. It's so crazy because she literally has not stopped. She has not stopped this trajectory. It started with some commercials. It started with some sponsored posts. Then of course it became, you know, she got some acting gigs. Then she got 
the sandwich shop, then Dancing with the Stars, which is such a big deal, by the way, Dancing with the Stars. And then her book came out and now she's going to be on Broadway. I mean, what's next for Ariana? And then also, which is an interesting question, what's going to happen with something about her? Because now we've already gone through an entire season shooting of Vanderpump Rules. We're airing in January and the, sh- the sandwich shop is still not open. And we know that this is a permit issue and a West Hollywood issue. But at the same time, I can't help but think, this feels very Sarah Jessica Parker. I can't help but wonder. There's a lot of stores and restaurants that are opening up left and right in West Hollywood and everywhere else. Like, why can this sandwich shop not open? What is happening? It's confusing. I mean, I I trust that that this is real, that they can't open. But like, why? Is it because Katie can't do it alone? Is it because, like, there's got to be something going on. Maybe they're waiting at this point. They're like, let's just open for the premiere of Vanderpump Rules like that week. So there will be so much attention and press on it. Like, why should we open at the end of December? I don't know. Interesting. I think, you know, West Hollywood is a different beast, of course, than any other neighborhood because it's smaller and maybe there's a lot more rules and restrictions. I just don't understand how a sidewalk permit could really hold something back over a year. It it, it doesn't make sense to me. We'll have to see, though. Um, it would just be so so disappointing if it was all over the show this season because you know they've shot a few things of like tastings and stuff in there and you know it's all decorated and everything it would be really disappointing for the business if they were airing it on Vanderpump Rules and then they didn't even have like the store that people that are fans of the show can go and eat at you know during the time so we'll see what happens um Darlene says Kimmy Messina is in charge of the hairstyles on Dancing with the Stars she's amazing oh that's so good to know Kimmy is incredible they're all incredible So, of course, the show finally started. It was a three-hour show. Okay. Lots of the former contestants were there. Of course, you saw Charlie D'Amelio. She won last year. She performed insane. Um, For Ariana, Sheena was there. Ariana's boyfriend, Dan, was there. Katie was there. Katie Maloney. Um, Brad, her best friend, BFF, her friend, Logan, those two, and Dana, I don't know if you guys remember those, uh, Dana was on the show before. So like, it was really her core people and her mom. Those are who were there. And then, you know, listen, I have to be honest. I was team Ariana through and through. So like, I don't know all the other side players of all the other contestants, like who came for who I assumed people, but really I was paying attention to the Ariana. And then of course I was sitting kind of behind the judges to the right. And that's where they have this big table, this like cocktail table right off the stage where they usually put like VIP people that they want to be on camera. And that had a sign for Lisa Vanderpump. I'm like, holy moly, LVP is going to be in the building right in front. Oh no, Ariana told me Lisa was coming. And then I saw that she was going to sit right in front of me. And I was like, Mauricio's here. LVP is here. I want to see a conversation happen. Well, I didn't see a conversation happen because Lisa came So the first like probably 30, 40 minutes of the show, if you guys watched it, was just like a lot of filler content. They showed a lot of packages from, um, that's what she said, from different episodes of, you know, the best dances for these people, the worst dances for these people. Then they did a big opening number. And then they finally went into the competition, I would say probably like almost an hour into it. Lisa showed up right before pretty much the the competition started. Like she missed a lot of the stuff before. She sat in front of me. She looks phenomenal. Okay. Like when I tell you this woman does 
whatever she does to her body, her skin, her face, her hair, her clothes, her whatever is unreal. The best part about Lisa, and this just tracked so hard, is that her cell phone that she kept like texting and, and doing things on and people were taking pictures of her had a phone, had a case that was like this much bigger than her phone. And it was pink and furry. <laughs> it was like a big pink furry phone case. And I was thinking like, can you imagine just carrying around a phone that's like, I got a big pink furry case. I was like, it's so LVP. She said hi to everyone. She was really excited to be there. She took some pictures at the mirror ball. She hung, she like hugged Derek. Actually, she was sitting with Derek um, Huff's uh, wife, Haley, for a while. They moved people around a lot, but Lisa didn't really get moved a lot. She did have to move one time. Um Carrie Ann Anaba and her had like some nice words. A lot of people went up to her and were really excited to have her there. Alfonso Ribeiro went up to her and was excited to see her. Um, anyway, it was a really, really fun get together and and like just to see all the people and I'm trying to think if there was anyone else that was like shocking that was there. Not really. It was just like a lot of the former contestants. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, well, I'm sure people were there that I missed. I'm sure. But it was a phenomenal show. If you if you have it recorded, go back and just watch some of the dances. Like, just fast forward if you want. But some of those dances, especially the freestyle dances, like Charity's freestyle dance with the gymnastics was beyond. Zachary's here. Zachary Reality. I was on his show last week. He was at Bachelor the last time I was there for Taylor Swift night. Um he was a guest of Charity's actually. So Charity did incredible with her with her freestyle. She did an insane cheer. And Lance had told me that Charity during rehearsals fell. And he was like, it was bad. Like we had to call the ambulance to take her. And they talked about that yesterday in the package. Um, then of course we, uh, I'm trying to think. Everyone's freestyle was so good. Jason Mraz's freestyle was so good. Like I have to be 100% honest. Um, I have to be a hundred percent honest. I was not a like Jason Mraz to me was was like great, right? But I wasn't like yeah, Jason until last night because not only did he have this incredible dance, he did so good, but then also he performed and sang. And I love Jason Mraz, Mraz music. You guys know his music, right? Like it's been around forever. He's great. So she did wonderful. Of course, I don't think so. She has done anything like subpar. Um, Ariana did have a, a not her best night. I'm not going to lie. Like that first dance that she did, um, it was to spice up your life by Spice Girls. But as you guys know, for a lot of the music that they use there, they do re like covers. So they have like a band singing and it just did not work. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the timing of it. I don't know. It was, I want to rewatch it on TV today because like in person, I was like, it just fell off, but she looked incredible. And then her freestyle was really, really great. Allison's stories were always so sweet. And Allison's family, Al Allison is married to Alexis Denisoff, who's also an actor. He used to be on every list of ours. He was like in the Buffy era. I don't know what he's done since then. Um, I'm also not in casting, so I don't pay attention to a lot of actors, you know, stuff. But her daughters were there that looked just like her. Allison's daughter could be her twin. Um she was just so happy for everyone else. Like everyone was so happy for everyone. Harry Jowsey cried for Allison, just like proud of her. Everyone was crying. Everyone. <laughs> it was just so sweet. It was a great show. So of course, when it came down to the final five, um, 
when I asked my audience, I asked you guys on Instagram who you thought was going to win. And let me see what the numbers are right now. Now we're like, you know, the next day, of course. But right now, literally, it's like, if I could show you, it's so neck and neck. 47% Soshi, 46% Ariana, only 6% Jason, 1% Charity. And Allison, no one sent me a DM saying. And list, let me see how many votes we got. 215 votes for Sochi and 207 votes for Ariana and 26 votes for Jason. So you guys were like big Ariana fans and Sochi fans. I thought for sure it was going to come down to Ariana and Sochi. But after last night, I just had a feeling Jason was going to get like a little bit higher up. And sure enough, Allison went home or Allison got eliminated out of the top five. She's was number five. Number four was Charity, which I would have said too. Number three was Ariana, which kind of surprised me. And number two, it came down to Jason and Sochi. And of course, as you guys know, Sochi took home the mirror ball. And, um, and it was wonderful. And it was beautiful. And so much confetti. And it was just a wonderful, great, happy night. And then right after that, got up, said uh, bye to a bunch of people, and then walked out. And there was a huge rap party um, in the parking lot with a big tent. And Lance went to the party and I came home and he ended up sending me a bunch of videos. There was so much, like so many booths of things, like different companies sponsoring different things, food, alcohol. There was like, it looked like karaoke or something. Lele Pons was performing on a stage with a band. Maybe she's a singer. I didn't, I don't know a lot about Lele Pons. Um, she, there was a lot of like fun photo booths, things. Lance took a bunch of pictures. Lance came, uh, crawling back into the house around midnight. So I'm sure he had a good time and all in all dancing with the stars is just such a phenomenal show. And I know it's not going anywhere because how could it, it's such like, it's such a win and you get so invested and I loved it. I loved every second of it. So thank you for indulging me on my Dancing with the Stars diatribe this morning. Um, I'm sad it's over for Lance because I know he loves that show. But, you know, there's always next season. And I think, like, they killed it with the casting with Ariana this year. I wonder what they're going to do next year. They have to do something, like, amazing. I bet if they got Kyle Richards, it would be good. Okay. Where are we now? Let's talk about Real House as a Salt Lake City. Did you guys watch Real House as a Salt Lake City? Let me know in the comments. Did you like it? Did you think it was great? I'm going to put it down right here between Real House as a Beverly Hills and Real House as a Salt Lake City. Uh, well, right now, I think I like those two the most. I think between Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills, those are the two that I'm mostly invested in, mostly excited about. Oh, Beth says Lindsay Hubbard for Dancing with the Stars. That would be genius. I'm going to tell Lance to send them a note. Um, I think Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is the gift that keeps on giving. It's six cast members, I think it's six, that are all just equally as delusional as the others. They're so, they're all, like, no one's, like, super problematic. I mean, Mary's not even on the show, basically, anymore. Of course, we have Monica, who's, in my opinion, the worst of the worst, but I'll take her. It's fine. Then we have Heather Gay, who 
I actually really enjoy this season. She seems to kind of come back to her normal behavior. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She almost seems like the heart of the show. I don't know if you guys feel that. We have Lisa Barlow, who I'm obsessed with, but lives in Delulu land. Like absolutely no idea whatsoever what she's doing and, um, you know, who she's fighting for and who she is. Her only thing that Lisa's really good at not taking accountability and not, you know, being able to recognize any flaws that she does. And in some sick way, I enjoy watching it. In fact, on my interview with Michael Beck tomorrow, we talked about what makes a good housewife. And he said, if you're unaware, like not self-aware, if you lack self-awareness, and if you don't know how to take accountability for your actions, it's Lisa Barlow through and through. It's the best kind of housewife. Um, we have Whitney who who makes me a little crazy because I just feel like she's constantly just trying to start shit with people for anything and everything. We have Meredith who is a caricature of herself. Okay. Like the fact that Meredith's even on the show, it's so unbelievable. Like what exactly is she doing? But she's doing it all. You know what I'm talking about? And then finally, um, we have Angie Kay who every episode is, there's not an episode of Salt Lake City that doesn't start with Angie Kay and her pink, you know, footed poodle. Like everything on that show is, is, it has to, like, that's the start of Salt Lake City. It's not the credits. It's not the taglines. It's Angie and the poodle. Then we go over to, um, and then we go over to, uh, like, there's a couple of different conversations about everyone getting ready for Bermuda. They finally go, I'm just trying to like think how to get through it as fast as possible, but they get on the plane and we find out later that they're all taking all kinds of pills. Okay. I didn't realize it was a seven hour flight, but apparently it's a long flight, maybe two flights. They're all taking massive amounts of sleeping pills and Xanax, I guess, benzos. And they get on the bus after they land and everyone is down to party and have fun and drink champagne. And Meredith is on one, okay? She's cold. She is unhappy. She doesn't feel good. She keeps falling asleep. She's covered by 14 blankets. She clearly is feeling ill. They get to this mansion. And when I say it's a mansion, it literally is the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen. And all Meredith ever cares about is a bathtub. That's all she cares about. She doesn't give a shit about, you know, the bed, the view, the this, it's the bathtub. Everyone has their thing. What's your thing? What's your thing when you go on vacation and you decide like, this is the non-negotiable for my room? I want to know what your guys' thing is. Everyone has it. Some people are just a little bit less maybe uh, loud about it or, or proud about it, but everyone has that one thing that they're just dying to... Um, or like it's a non-negotiable. I would say two things for me. If I'm in an ocean area, I, I want to have an ocean view. And then number two, it needs to be silent as much as possible. I sleep with earplugs. I sleep with an eye mask. I sleep with a mouth guard. I would sleep in a mummified body wrap if I could. I don't want any access to the outside world. I don't want anyone to know that I'm there and I don't want to know that anyone's there. So that to me is the thing. So you guys, a lot of you want tubs too. We know this about Meredith and her tub. We know she's a tubber. We know she's a bather, bather. What's the word? A hot tubber. So she gets to this house and she doesn't feel good. And all she wants is a hot tub. Well, guess what happens? And what the hell? How did this happen? How in the world did they put her in the one room that didn't have a bathtub? It was clearly intentional, right? There's no way that this happened by chance. A lot of people don't care about a tub. Anyway. 
He felt like shit. She was really sick, gets into bed. She cannot rally. She's like falling apart. Everyone's kind of doing their thing, drinking champagne, chatting. At this point, Heather Gay and Lisa Barlow have a conversation that is so shocking because Lisa Barlow, who you know I adore, love it. I love Lisa Barlow. She has no ability whatsoever to just like see herself from a zoomed out experience or zoomed out behavior and be like, hmm, I suck at this or I'm not the best at this. She is convinced she's right no matter what. She's right. Everyone's wrong. She's the victim. Everyone's against her. We know a lot of people like that, right? A lot of people like that. Anyway, she is absolutely, you know, absolutely just convinced that it's the world against her and everyone's wrong and she's right. And she was the one hurt by Angie. Remember last week with the the party where Angie, I mean, with, uh, sorry, Whitney, because she felt like Whitney did not, you know, give her the benefit of the doubt when she was struggling. And Lisa had that hot mic moment and pulled everything off. Anyway, this is when Heather starts instigating a little bit by saying, well, Whitney said that she's really helping you become a better human being. Lisa, oh, Jesus, if the only person that's there for me is, I mean, it went on to such a tirade and, and whatever, a conversation. The the best part about it goes back to Meredith, though, because Meredith now is laying in bed and she decides to get a medic, as I would if I had access, to get an IV. Probably hydration. Why? Because my guess is there was a little bit of a dehydration, hangover, possibly a coming off of too many pills. Something's up. That's just my guess. Okay. She's laying there in bed. She's trying to feel better. She can't, um, you know, kind of like come to. Heather comes in. She's like, will you rally? They go out and do some rum tasting. And finally it goes back to Meredith and she's laying there in bed. And then she starts getting her makeup done, laying in bed. And I have never to this day seen diva-like behavior like that moment, laying in bed, getting an IV, getting your makeup done, talking about the fact that you didn't get a hot tub. And that is why we love the housewives. That's why we love the housewives because of that moment. So she starts to feel better. They end up getting into the Sprinter van. Well, what happens in a Sprinter van? Always something, always drama. So in this moment, Meredith decides, I'm going to start shit with all of you guys because you did not give me the tub. And you know what? For Meredith, I actually feel bad for her because that is the one thing she wanted and no one was willing to trade with her. But a couple of you guys think, is it possible that maybe she was, they were told by production, do not trade with Meredith. We need this. I don't know. There's something weird. I would be very offended too. If there was one thing I wanted, everyone had it except me and they don't care about it, but I do. Anyway, they go to dinner. Oh, she loses her shit, but then she calms down. They go to dinner. Oh, and she and Angie again have like a back and forth, a back and forth about the rumors about the husband. I mean, it's like nonstop. But at dinner, the real, real, you know, drama happens between Lisa, uh, Whitney, and of course, Whitney's cousin, Heather, where they all kind of go into it. And then Lisa finally says to Whitney, Heather told me you said this. And then Whitney lost it. Why are you meddling in my relationship, Heather? And Heather's like, I'm not meddling in your relationship. But she did. But I'm not meddling in your relationship. And Whitney goes, shut the F up. But she says the word, shut the F up. So Heather starts getting real. Did you tell me to shut the F up? Meanwhile, we look over at Meredith and, and Angie, who were just fighting in the Sprinter van saying, cheers. It's not about us. Cheers. Drinking. Having a fun time. A fun time. And then... They go over, they're fighting, fighting, fight. I mean, the fighting never stops on the show. So it's like, 
one fight is every fight, if you know what I mean. Monica, meanwhile, the most problematic of, of the entire season, is sitting there like an angel in Bermuda. It starts to rain. They decide, decide to go home. Now, we've gone home. I believe Heather has gone off to bed. I don't. I don't remember if, oh, I think Whitney's around. I think everyone's kind of around and Meredith looks at Monica and she's like, glass of wine. Because Meredith just started partying. Well, she's been partying since she went on the plane, let's be honest. But she started partying a little bit late. Everyone's been drinking rum all day. So do you want to, do you want to go to, um, you know, a a glass of wine? You want to have a glass of wine? So they're all eating. I thought they were just at dinner, but now everyone's eating. Meredith, Monica goes, Meredith, do you want a, uh, do you want to eat something? And she goes, I'm just not hungry. I just don't feel well enough to have an appetite as she's pounding her wine. Is there not more of a appropriate housewife moment than that? I'm just not hungry. I don't feel good. I don't have an appetite. Go, go, go with her wine. Now, then we find out in this little conversation after Angie goes to bed, Whitney goes to bed, everyone's going to bed. But we find out that a few weeks ago, Meredith and Monica went out for drinks, lunch with drinks, let's be honest. And then they're walking around the main street, which Meredith happens to tell Monica, hey, this street used to belong to the Greek mafia. Well, cut to later that day where Monica gets a DM or Meredith gets a DM from some random Instagram page. Which one of you was it? Which one of you did it? And said... Um, you know, just so you know, Angie is part of the mafia. Angie's family is mafia and starts opening up on Angie. So Meredith brings this up to Monica at this lunch a few weeks ago. Now Monica looks and she says, oh my God, I have the same DM. So now every, they're both like talking about this DM, but Monica's DMs just keep going, right? She's learning everything. She's learning all about Angie's life. And she decides to bring it up to Meredith at this moment when Meredith is, you know, too sick to eat, but not sick enough to drink. And she says, Meredith, what about these DMs? Have you still been getting them? And Meredith all of a sudden is playing dumb. What? No, I'm really behind on DMs. I have no idea. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I don't really, what? No, DMs? Which Monica then says, this is weird. Meredith brought this up to me and now she's pretending like she doesn't even know or care. The episode ends right there, and I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I'm convinced that Meredith is inserting herself, creating some drama, and running the F away. You know those people, right? We've seen them all on every single season of every single Real Housewives show. There's the person that drops something and pieces the F out. And that's what I think we're seeing here with Meredith. But I just can't wait for that episode where Heather is standing on her balcony and gets the call. Remember? She gets the call. It's the opening of the season when she's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You guys know it's her own hot mic moment. We all know that's because this is the moment where she finds out that Monica, her co, you know, planner on this trip to Bermuda has been the one that is suing her business. It's good. Guys, it's a great show. Um, Anyway, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your Wednesday. I can't wait to show you guys tomorrow's episode. Make sure you're watching Hollywood House Lift. And if you subscribe to Patreon, I will be dropping this week's episode tomorrow because I want to talk all about the behind the behind the behind the scenes at Dancing with the Stars. And then, of course, tonight's party at... Um, at Jeff Lewis's premiere party for Hollywood House Lift because I'm sure I'm going to see some fun things. Can't wait to tell you guys all about that tomorrow. Have an amazing Wednesday. Bye, y'all.